who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gav Murphy. I'm joined today by the lovely Alyssa Judge. Hello. And the also lovely... Oh, Roy Powers. Why did you announce her and you didn't announce me? I don't know. That was weird. you got to keep... What? you got to be on the, your toes, Oh, yeah, mate. that's really true, actually. That's yeah. Really true. That was strange. Keeping on my toes. Yeah. Well you were, played. You, I failed this You were round. looking at the ceiling when I said it, so... <laughs> I anyway, I'll see you guys Friday. <laughs> I thought you I were failed. pausing. You looked genuinely confused at being called lovely. And I was yeah. about to be like, Rory, you deserve that lovely. adjective. Called me lovely. I was really bad because I call everyone lovely. So I'd be like, oh, cheers, lovely, or something like that. But I can understand it if some people would be like, don't fucking call me lovely. It's like, yeah. it's not because I think you're lovely. It's just because I say it to everyone. Well, my dad's even worse because he's from Georgia. So like, if he's just like, N-word. to a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, oh, thanks, sweetheart. And like stuff that, it's a Southern thing, you know, yeah, those like yeah. pleasantries. But over here, you can't really, like, I didn't get away with that. I like sweetheart. Do you ever say it to the guy waiters? Uh, no. I'd really like to see that. I would have too, actually. It would yeah. make me really happy. Thanks, sweetheart. He's come, just like his cowboy a hat. Really, to, to a person with as bushy a beard as Gav's. Yeah. He's coming over soon, right? He is coming over Get soon. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We'll call it the power hour. Oh, oh my just God. Just us chatting life games. I would lo- Philosophy. No, we'll, we'll do it, but we, you won't be on that podcast as oh. well. So it'll be your dad, me and Grouper. <laughs> No, I'd love it if it was like my dad, like Dale and Cardi as well. Like, not even prepared to try things. But we could just not, we could just not say anything about it. We just introduce him as powers. Yeah. And then carry on as if it was completely I think normal. they might notice. <laughs> I'd see like to how, hope. See how he could keep I'd it like up. to hope our audience would notice. Yeah. Uh, so this week we've got a banger of a podcast coming out. But first, extra special um, little stop by by a man called John Krasinski. Um, If you don't know who John Krasinski is, he's an American actor, recently turned director, and he's done a film called A Quiet Place. I watched it yesterday. It is amazing. Gav, I really want to see this film. I want to watch the film with you, (laughs) because I I get stressed watching films, but this is unrelenting. Um, It 
So if you don't know what the premise is, it's a world where there are monsters roaming about, and if you're noisy, they hear you. Um, <laughs> on paper, it's like <laughs> the most childish story but of all But actually, time. it's not even noisy. If you make any sound at all, what a, what they will breathing? hear you. Uh, breathing, you can get away with. This is okay. the story the parents tell their kids yeah. at night, so they shut up. Yeah. Like, if you make any fucking noise, <laughs> well, the monsters will get you. We're recording this just before we've done the interview. I'm doing a podcast with John Krasinski tomorrow, but you'll hear it at the same time. But I, I tell, I'm going to tell him a little story. Like, but that's what my parents just. Me and my parents, my parents used to make me and my sister play this game. Mm. Didn't make us. We just loved. We loved playing it, which was who can be quietest for the longest. <laughs> like my sister, you got scammed. Yeah. We went a day and a half. No. Like, we went a day and a half without saying a word. We also used to play who could do the most chores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could give our parents um, the most money. <laughs> but yeah, like we. But so basically, it's how that affects life. Uh, turns out quite a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it, like, like well, as soon as I saw the trailer for this, I was like, "This is going to be something special." Yeah. Like, it's mad high concept, but it just it, you know, every, well, as soon as someone, as soon as you say that, like, what would you do mm. if you couldn't make a noise? If you made it, if you make a big noise or anything above quiet murmuring, you are going to die. Like, how do you live your life? Like, think about all the problems straight away that come into oh. yeah. your like head. Like sneezing. Exactly. Or. This film Open deals house. with every single mm. thing of that. Like it starts off small things, like you know, how do you how do you walk? Like what do you do? And yeah. then it's that gets to bigger and bigger things. Then and it introduces karaoke. It introduces Nightmare. problems. <laughs> um, yeah. What if you have like a built a little soundproof room? So like yeah. an hour a day, you can go in there and just be like, ah, get That's it all out. Why don't you system. just soundproof your house? This is lots of stuff that comes up in the. In Ask him the, all these yeah, questions yeah. tomorrow. We're um, giving you. We're doing your work for you. <laughs> I love it. You're like, look, those questions are all asked in the movie. Granted, that is a plot hole. The soundproof room, <laughs> that is a plot hole. I didn't even think of that. But so it's... tomorrow, you're like, so John, uh, <laughs> a question here. <laughs> question. Um, Unfurls a scroll that reads the page floor. just says soundproofing question mark. <laughs> I just turn around and show it to him. <laughs> so sweating. There's an amazing bit right at the beginning of the film, and this is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but obviously it's been going on for a while in this world, and it's just like a paper that just says, it's sound, because obviously in the world they've been like, what the fuck, why are these monsters? Oh. And they've obviously, someone has worked it out, it says, it's sound. And... Um, but the paper is like billowing in the wind. So I thought it said, it's squids. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, squids? <laughs> we gotta get rid of all the squids. Yeah. <laughs> to the harbor. <laughs> Making as much noise as possible running down to the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming, you squiddy bastards. It's squids. Um, but I wrote it in my notes as well. I'm like, obviously because it's dark, I'm just writing on a notepad in the, in oh, the film I've going, I've just written yeah. squid, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> so, so yeah, you can hear me discussing that with John Krasinski, but I mean, I love John Krasinski. Um, I also really love about this movie that he's created it alongside Emily Blunt, who stars yeah. with him, and their real life husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And I'm really fascinated for a movie that deals with, it's essentially a, a it's about family within yes. this yeah, dark yeah. setting. So how you have a real life family translate that relationship onto screen. Yeah. I really can't wait to see that. Yeah, I think like she's amazing in it as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've been obsessed with her ever since the American office, which I maintain is better than the British office, I think. Um, I love it so much and I love him in it. So 
I don't know what I'm going to be like when I interview. I mean, you're going to hear it right now. So we always ask people on the podcast um, that we get on for their favorite movie, video game, and favorite TV show. It doesn't have to be the same one. Okay. Um, I think it's so hard to say one, right? So what yeah. I always say is like five of my top ten. So I would say Jaws is one of my favorite movies Amazing. of all time. Uh, and because I just directed a horror movie, I should stick with Jaws. But also, we, The Verdict is actually my favorite movie ever. Awesome. Those two sort of go back and forth. Yeah. Um, so that's movie. Video game? Oh, God, what era of my life. Um, there was something... I'll always have a soft spot for... Um, what was it? Uh, the Genesis uh, hockey game. Was it NHL, like, 95? Or oh, like, you could fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yes! And you were like, get through the game. I don't yeah. want to play the game. They should have just had, you know, this, this was early days. But if you could yeah. just fight in the hockey game, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that's the thing. Because obviously we don't know what NHL was when I was a kid. So I was just like, <laughs> they can beat people. Does this happen? This is a great sport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, this is a gladiator game. Why are they on ice? <laughs> uh, and then what was the other question? Favorite TV show. Ooh, like currently or ever? Okay. I think my favorite TV show ever has to be The Wire. Awesome. Um, I was one of those people who said... I don't know about this Wire show yeah. that everybody... I'm always late to everything. So people, by the time I watch something, people have already seen it, gotten tattoos of it, and those tattoos are removed. And yeah. then I'm like, ooh, I'm going to dabble in this show <laughs> called The Wire. And people are like, dude, that was literally 15 years ago. Yeah. Well, Simon's actually just watching Sopranos. Like, How's that going? I just did that recently, too. Yeah. Do you guys know Drew Goddard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Drew. He's a good friend of mine and sort of my one of, one of my spirit animals for this mm. movie. And he told me to go back and watch all The Sopranos because I had only I didn't have HBO when it was on. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't have the luxurious <laughs> lifestyle to have HBO. So I went back and watched them all recently. Yeah. I just finished season one. Do you eat a lot of um, Italian food when it happens? Because I find myself ordering Italian food all the time while yeah. you're watching it. Well, I did it with, with Mad Men. Like I, did, I hated whiskey, and then watched <laughs> Mad Men. It became my favorite show. I watched it a lot, and I was like, now I fucking love whiskey because yeah. it's like it's just done it. And then you're just finding yourself getting very unhealthy, just drinking and smoking all yeah, the great. time. Yeah, it's a good laugh, but yeah, it's it is. Good. It's funny because it's kind of like a giant ad for cigarettes. Yeah, and they are ad men or mad men. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I just got that. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. That's why I'm here, guys. I'm here to wear that Mega Man helmet and to explain Mad Men to you. Um, so where do you come up with like a movie which hangs on like one you know big sort of high concept? Do you? Like, it feels like, like I was explaining to a friend of mine in a pub the other day and what the movie was about. And you could just see, as soon as I said it, he, he was like trailing off just thinking of ways that it couldn't work. Right. He's like, he's literally just like this. And he's like, what about farts? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you haven't listened I, to I, I got to be honest. That's probably the number one comment, which yeah. is what about farts? And, what are some uh, of the weirdest things that people have said? Like, this is why it could work. Farts is pretty good. Farts yeah. is, seems consistent. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen it on Twitter a whole bunch. What if you fart? And it started out funny, like, ha what if you fart? And I think you can tell just from the way people are writing it on Twitter. They're like, no, we really need to know what happens if the family needs to fart. Um, it, I got to be honest. It was one of those things. It was an original script by these guys, Beck and Woods, and the idea was phenomenal. And the way I describe it is their original script was like the best sandbox ever, and I just wanted to play in that sandbox. Mm. So where your friend looked up in the sky and wondered how it doesn't work, that's what I did immediately was look up in the sky and think about, oh, my God, what's all the ways? The this worst things. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. Let's go deeper and deeper of how to protect these people. But it's really interesting you say that because my favorite part of the movie is the rules. I think I've always been a fan of, man, if you set up rules that you have to adhere to, I love it, A. And then I'm also probably like your friend who now I want to see them break. I bet they yeah, can't yeah, hold yeah. it. And then when you can hold it, it's such a 
huge payoff. So for me, it was just that. It was going through, well, if a family can't make sound, what are all the details that you can go into? And that's when we came up with the sand paths for them to walk on and, you know, uh, the lights communicating with lights. White is safe. Red is not safe. Things like that. And, and it's just it just keeps going and going and going. And the biggest problem was when you had a new idea towards the end of the script writing process, you had to go back and make sure that was implemented in every yeah. single scene and hinted at it the right way. And um, but yes, your friends. So to answer your fart question, um, <laughs> please. Hilariously, <laughs> you're like, yeah, 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 all this nonsense about what you're talking about. But now the fart question. Um, Noah Jupe, who plays my son in the the movie, who's incredible. He asked me one day, um, well, what happens if we cough? And I said, it's a good question. I would imagine that the family would have known to have, you know, a pillow or a napkin mm. or something to cough into. And so I guess I would just tell your friend that same pillow can be used in either hole, your mouth or your bum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, we're huge fans of Jurassic Park. And there's a couple of bits in it where I came back. I didn't see it with Daniel, but he's a massive Jurassic Park fan as well. Like, that's how we became friends. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we came back and I was like, Dude, there's a bunch of like proper straight up Jurassic Park bits. He's like, I thought the same thing. Like, <laughs> That's bit, awesome. Like the bit in the silo, we were like, that is like when they're holding down the. Oh, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Was well, that a thing that you were thinking about? Without or? a doubt. I mean, yeah. I think that there's a lot of Spielberg movies in here as far as my influences. You know, I think that inher- in- inevitably, you know, people steal ideas without some knowing and without knowing. But yeah. I think that for sure I realized it's weird. I wrote the door scene with protection and people are. Or, uh, or, or for the protection of the kids and people are listening going, what's the door scene? Mm. But everybody went and saw it in this weekend. I get it. Um, <laughs> but when they're under there, I, I remember thinking this is, it makes sense. And again, to that rules thing of like, oh, it makes sense. It makes sense. And actually it wasn't until we were shooting it. Yeah. And I saw the kids' hands pressed up against the door and I was like, this is the Jurassic Park <laughs> So I am equally the nerdy Jurassic Park fan. I think yeah. it's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. I was actually here in London and watched the... Is it the London Philharmonic play? Oh yeah, to the I was movie? that as also. It was I saw Jaws unbe- doing that. Oh well. my so god, good. it was yeah. one of the coolest things ever. Um, so yes, there's a lot of that in here as far as you know. Anytime you have kids in peril, you're already sort of halfway in the Jurassic Park world. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a, a car scene where they're pretty terrorized in a car. That's also yeah. a little bit Jurassic Park in there. But um, yeah, I mean, my favorite films as far as what this is, in my opinion, the more hearkening back to because there's. I don't know if I told you, I've, I've never been a horror guy. Mm. Um, now I am. Um, but all the horror movies that I watched recently are, are phenomenal. But it was really, this movie felt more like a throwback. So it really is the Jaws, the Alien, the Rosemary's Baby, and yeah. and I guess Jurassic Park now. We, uh, I think I read some of the, like, the original. I think that's the longest answer to anything good. you've ever asked. Yeah, it's fine. You're uh, like, that's fine. We'll edit it down to just so a simple these yes. So about thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was... Uh, like I think I read somewhere that the original script had like two lines of dialogue or something like that, um, and we were wondering agree. like, because when we were watching it, we were like, how how early on were you guys like this is definitely having a score? Were there ever any sort of conversations where it wasn't going to have a score and it was all going to be silent? It's interesting. I mean, to me, I always thought it had to be have score at some point because of what you just said. Like mm. the, the movies like Jurassic Park or Jaws, score is such an essential character absolutely um but what i think is interesting about this movie and where we went and there was a threshold that obviously people could have gone either way but i wanted it to make sure that it always felt like a movie so i think the idea of score coming in and out at certain times was really important for me that said i think if you remove score completely i worried that people would say like we get it like it's the director having some weird sound experiment and so like yeah he pulls in sound and pulls out sound and all this stuff but I wanted to make sure that it still felt like a movie that um, would, 
again, I didn't want to manipulate feelings and make you feel things. I wanted the, the score to be underneath that. But yeah. I think that score allows for you to feel that it's a little bigger uh, world. That, that was my idea. Yeah. And you're telling me I'm wrong. I get it. I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take the score out for the DVD. No, it's funny. Somebody actually asked me about that. Um, I had one interviewer say, um, you know, I really like the score, but I also love so much how you guys played with sound. Would you ever consider doing no score on the DVD like mm. as an extra? And I thought, that's brilliant. I might yeah. have to do that for sure. I'd love to see what happens with that. Yeah, that's good fun. Um, there was a girl sitting like four things down from me who like had the loudest breathing like ever <laughs> when I was watching the film. I was like, I hope these monsters come and get you. Well, um, that's very, that's, <laughs> what if she just had like a, a, you know, some sort of pulmonary well, she was disorder. Breathing, she was breathing really heavily and then she was opening her pop really and then she was going in her bag and I was just like... These oh, no, no. These yeah, now, now, now you've said all that. She <laughs> should have been killed by the creatures, yes. <laughs> no, but it's funny you say that. One of my favorite things about the, the response from the audience is two things. One, they said it's, it's, not an exper- it's not a film, it's an experience, which is, mm. I can't say that. That sounds horribly pretentious, but when someone else says it, I'm like, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's really cool that people are feeling that. I also feel really bad because it's one now a film experience where people really identify the people around them. So you just said it. Yeah. I was at the premiere and someone was telling me how they felt about the movie and they were saying very nice things. And then all of a sudden they were like, you know, in that one scene, there he is. Yeah. There's the popcorn eater. And I was like, oh no, settle down. Don't start a riot. But you can really identify the culprits yeah, yeah. in the theater now. Um, so like you identified her. You, you yeah, call her bag lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like we obviously just did this comments video with you and Jordan Peele like, is mentioned a lot. Um, like, is that going to be like a big thing where people are like, hey, this comedian is doing horrors now. Like how many people have mentioned that? Well, I mean, and if I, it doesn't win an Oscar, you're going to be like, fuck you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, you set the bar too high. Listen, I'm a huge fan of Jordan's yeah. period. And then I think what Jordan did for with Get Out, I mean, with all due respect, and it sounds like I'm being heady about it, but it's true. I, I, I stopped seeing Jordan as a comedian when he directed Get Out. I mean, to mm. me, that's just a properly great movie. And so I think that this idea of comedians and horror, I, I don't know if it's a thing, like a, a trend that's going to start, but that's that's really cool. It's a good yeah. idea. But something that somebody told me yesterday that I truly didn't even think of was, do you think, uh, in one of the interviews, someone said, do you think that... Um, because you have a comedy background, you're better at horror because it's all about timing. And I thought, oh my God, you're absolutely right. Maybe yeah. there is something there because by the end, we were editing the movie within frames. So truly, I mean, one frame, two frames, you you know, uh, the naked eye could probably barely pick yeah. it up. And yet you could feel that the scare was that much scarier taking out two frames, four frames, or adding a frame here or whatever. So it really, it was a really interesting thing that the idea that um, comedy and, and horror have some sort of relationship. Yeah. I keep seeing people referring to this, and I did it actually by, by accident, referring to this as like your first, like your de- directorial debut, but mm-hmm. I completely forgot that you did that brief uh, conversation no, with Hideous Man. No, you purposely no. forgot. When I was I prepping it. this, I was like, that film was fucking brilliant. Like, I was telling Thank someone you. recently about the Frankie right, Faison scene. You're back in my good graces. Yeah. Okay, I like you again. Yeah, I was telling someone recently about the Frankie Faison scene. I went online and found it and showed it to someone. It's like, that is such a good scene. Thank man. you. Yeah. yeah, no, that was just to me, um, that was directing purely by ignorance. I mean, that really is ignorance is bliss. I had never directed before, and I loved that book. That yeah. book inspired me in college. Yeah. yeah, it was such an important book to me. Um, and so I felt like I had to bring it to the screen, weirdly, as some love letter to David Foster Wallace that mm. more people could experience it and then hopefully go buy the book. That was sort of my intention. Um, but I really appreciate it. But I do understand when people say this is your directorial debut because yeah. obviously it's a much different movie. And 
on a greater scale. I've never done a studio movie. I've never done a genre movie. And, you know, to getting back to the question of, of horror movies, I, I, I was too scared to watch horror movies for so long. Mm. And then I will tell you the number one thing I learned in going back, obviously I've watched everything now before directing this. And the thing I learned watching all these horror movies is how stupid I was, like truly how ignorant I was to stay away from horror because I was worried about being scared. And all this time, especially for the last five years or whatever, are, we're missing some of the best movies around. Yeah. I mean, just the best filmmaking, the best writing, the best shot movies from Get Out or, like you said, The Witch, The Babadook, uh, Let the Right One In. Yeah. I mean, all these amazing movies was, uh, was really phenomenal. So. Yeah. I think for me, I totally get it. it. It seems like a big enough change that I'm not offended when people say my directorial debut. Awesome. Um, we're obviously massive. Nerds. I'm offended seen... that you said it, but I mean, <laughs> you should do your research, my God. <laughs> I did. I liked it, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, we're massive nerds. You've seen our office and stuff. Like, yeah, we always talk about like well, how different it would have been if you had become Captain America. Like how, like that how... was the greatest submarine <laughs> of a question. We're like, we're total nerds. Um, you as Captain America, do you feel terrible about it? Do you still cry at night? But like, how close was it a thing? Like, because it feels like it's a thing that gets mentioned now and again. But like, how close were you to being Captain America? I have no idea how close I was in the line of numbers. I mean, the truth of the matter is, I got the call from my agent. I've yeah. known Chris for a long time. We actually went to high school together, very close to each other oh, at the same time, but didn't know each other. Yeah. Um, but I probably sensed his handsomeness from two towns over. Um, but when he got the role, my agent was like, ah, oh, man, Chris Evans got it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is Captain America. Look at that dude. Um, but no, I, I did get so far that I screen tested. So I put yeah. on the suit. And this is a story I've told before, but it's true. It's, it's not a joke. It sounds like I'm setting up a joke, but it's, it's not. I was genuinely damn near close to tears putting it on. I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. And as my bare chest is going into the suit. Chris Hemsworth walked by his door. I'm not kidding. And he was like, you all right, mate? And I was like, not anymore. Thank you so much. I'm good. I don't need, that's all right, guys. I don't need to put this suit on. It's fine. It's fine. Because you see how he fills out a suit. And I was like, oh, I see what you're going for. I'm not your guy. It's fine. <laughs> and then they put me in the suit and, and did a scene with me. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Honestly, it, it sounds like I'm just being nicer that I've gone to therapy for it. But the truth is I was just happy enough to put on the suit and yeah. be in a scene yeah. that I obviously failed in. Oh, my God. Oh, God. But we thought about this the other day, like, in the pub. We go to the pub a lot. But yeah, if uh, pub life, I mean, I always admired it. Now I think you might have a problem. There's a pub downstairs in our building. Um, mm. But if you have been Captain America, we could have had a scene where you were – uh, next door to Martin Freeman, so we could have had Tim and Jim in the same scene, and he tells him off in the film as well. So <laughs> brain break. So you've denied Wait, the world that's, that. Wait, that's what scene was that? It's in Civil War. Oh, it is in Civil War. Yeah, that's yeah. right, because I just saw Black Panther. And yeah, he's all over that. Martin's yeah. all over. I love Martin, but then, then I would have to have been in the Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. Yeah, we would have had to just. It would. You know what? I'm sure that's what Martin wants is for me to be in every one of his movies, so people are like, <laughs> "Oh my God, there's Jim and Tim," and he's like, "John, get out of here." <laughs> You're stealing my life. Like, obviously, we're British, so we love like The Office. Um, Martin Freeman. Which version like, of The Office do you like more? I actually like The American Office better. I'm not oh! even just saying that. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this a lot. I love how he's like, I'm yeah. not just saying that. And then you yeah. roll clips of him being like, The American Office sucks. <laughs> Fuck The American Office. <laughs> <laughs> they renamed him. But like, do you ever get like British people who are like talk to you about The American Office in a bad way? <clears throat> um, Worse than this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that the truth of the matter is the, the, the people I cared about most, if I'm honest, was Ricky and Steve. Yeah. And Steve Merchant said to me uh, around season four, and I was like, took you four seasons. But he said, <laughs> um, 
your your uh, show is better than ours for many reasons. And I thought, yeah, good, you're finally realizing. And then he said, no, but the the you had the ability to explore these characters in ways that we couldn't. And I yeah. thought that, that I think that is the truth. I mean, mm. I think that if you're looking for a distilled down perfect show, yeah. the UK office is as good as it gets. I mean, the reason why I say that is because, I don't know if you guys had it here, but we had like the DVD set, there was a white DVD set and a black DVD set. And the black okay. one, if you own that I think it had extra features or something, but that was like hardcore fan. Yeah. That's what I had on my shelf. It was pretty, pretty much the only DVD I could afford. And I had that on my shelf when I went to audition for this. Yeah. And so the, you know, this story that I've told many times is I was such a huge UK office fan that when I auditioned, I think I had like weird guilt. Like I was cheating on my friend or my girlfriend. And so, um, when I was auditioning for The Office, uh, everybody left for lunch and the, everybody came back and was eating in front of me, which was odd because I couldn't eat because I was about to audition. And then this guy said, so are you nervous? And I said, no, nah, you either get these things or you don't. And he said, um, <clears throat> uh, and I said, but you know, what I'm really nervous about is that they're going to screw up this perfect show. Americans always screw up these perfect UK shows. And he's like, I'm Greg Daniels. I'll be your boss if you get this. And I was like, Bleh! and I threw up in my mouth. Um, so that's how much I vehemently defended. Yeah. I almost lost the job. Because I like the UK. You're sick version. on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> I like the UK. Um, but no, um, people have been very nice about the office yeah. here. There's always a lot of talk about like sort of rebooting it and stuff like that. Like, would you ever want to go back to gym? Well, you know what's funny is I've talked about it a bunch. Is I I love the idea of coming back together. I mean, those people are absolutely my family. Mm. I mean, it's not some sentimental, you know, bogus bullshit. But it's true. They are the people that I started this business. Every cool opportunity I've gotten is from that show. So. Um, I feel so lucky to have been on that show. I would love to go back. I think it would be impossible to get us all together to do like a run of the series. But we, I don't think we do this hardly ever, if at all, in America. You guys have the Christmas specials. Yeah. I mean, that is such a brilliant thing in television programming to do a once a year sort of check in with your favorite shows. Yeah. I don't know. I absolutely think we should do that. Yeah. And I don't know why more shows don't do that. Yeah. Um, so... Hey, America, take a playbook out of, well, not you. He doesn't represent America, uh, the UK, but we need to do Christmas specials. And just finally, have you seen the film The Prestige? Because we love it and we like people. Oh, like yeah, it. absolutely. Do you like it? I love that okay, movie. That's good. Yeah. That was it? <laughs> yeah. That's the question? Oh, my God. What if I said no? It's just like, pfft, I just go back and I'm Do you thrown. ever see The Prestige in the, in the cinema? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw good. it twice in the cinema. So did I. That was way too delayed on the high five. <laughs> I thought you were waving to him. Guys, what? <laughs> what? It was a trick. It was going to be. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's what I thought? I saw it twice. Hey, man. <laughs> Rory. <laughs> Rory. You still here? He's like, I'm two feet away from you. I was like, good. We're doing great. Oh, get... this was the best interview ever. Yeah, we're not going to get a better ending than that. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Johnny Krasinski. Um, I don't know, obviously this has already happened, but I don't know if I've managed to get through that entire interview without calling him Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I did, but who knows? Call him Krasinski's or like Krasinski-poo or yeah, Krasin no, Krasinski-boy. I'm not going to do that. Or The Office, just The yeah. Office. <laughs> hey, office Boy. <laughs> no, it's been really antagonistic. Yeah, really it. mean. Yeah. Um, but Alicia, mm. you've been on your travels. I you went to San Francisco, uh, which right. is the city home of angels. City of angels, <laughs> city of our mothership. Does San Francisco have a thing? What's it? Th the hilly city? Oh yeah, it's so uh, the big steep. Apple. The Big Apple. Yeah. The city that never sleeps. San Francisco, <laughs> the, the windy apple. Does it have one? I don't think it does, right? 
We'll have one more. An apple? No, like a, it's phrase. Bridge oh, back. City. Bridge bitches. The Golden State. Golden, the Golden State. The Golden, golden State. Golden, is that no, like that's, that's, that's not Golden State. Because that, that's actual... Like the I'm golden, thinking about the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, the Golden yeah. State Warriors. Yeah, that's not San Francisco. Don't play in San Francisco? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Email us in, correct us. Yeah. Um, well, it has one thing that I went there to see, which is called GDC. I think it's and called IGN. It's called IGN. I also went and saw them. Lovely people. Um, but GDC, for those of you who don't know, is it's my favorite conference of the year. But it's the whole idea is it's a conference for game developers. So you can be walking down the street as I was and Neil Druckmann just walks past you. Or like the God of War director. Or like just your favorite game devs come from all over the world to gather in one place and talk about the games they've just made and what's coming down the pipeline. So we tend to not talk about it loads on IGN because it's very like B2B, it's very from devs for devs, but you can get some really, really cool stuff out of it. Like Kaz McDonald a few years ago was just standing in like a McDonald's queue at GDC waiting for her lunch. Kaz McDonald's. Hey! Sorry, if no one was gonna go for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good. good. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and um, as she was standing there, there was two devs in front of her and they were just chatting about uh, this new PS4 Pro and she's like what's that and her ears prick up and that's how like the scoop landed because two devs right. were just talking about this unannounced console that they were developing for yeah. so you can get some really really cool insights into what's coming down the pipeline yeah um, one of the things that I love about it though are indie games there's loads of indies who show up there and so three games that I saw that I feel like you guys should definitely know about because they're really cool goose game goose, goose game. game goose game goose game, <laughs> game. gab literally wrote at the top of this podcast feedback before coming here alicia you better be able to talk about that mad goose game i'm gonna you can say I'm gonna, it i'm gonna fucking kick off oh, oh, oh my god beat that <laughs> i'm scared of you Put now it back in her mouth. um i didn't actually see the goose game gab what? how do we feel about that Pretty sad. Pretty oh, sad. It's amazing. Mad. It does look incredible. And it was shown at GDC. Was it? It was shown at GDC. Oh. And I did think about going to see it, but I was working on a feature that will be going live next week called X Games that you didn't know about but should. Okay. So I really wanted to go and find, find like the really clever indies that just don't get the coverage because they don't have the money or they don't have like the mouse yeah. yet. Um, and so these three that I found are really genuinely cool. One of them is called- um, God of War. <laughs> <laughs> the Sims. One of them is called Simulacra. Um, and it was, it's actually, it was released at the end of last year, so you can get it now. But the whole idea of it is it's a, it's a mobile game where your phone, it's a horror game. It transforms into the phone of a dead girl. And so your I'm whole your in. whole UI changes. That's cool. Um, kind of in the vein that if you if you played like her story, and the idea is that you're going through like a computer. In this, your phone transforms, and you can go through her Tinder profile and her messages and oh, her phone. And the whole idea is she's gone. Well, she's gone, and you don't know what's happened to her. But you've kind of found her phone in the bushes. Is it a normal lost phone? You it's, play that. It's in the same. It's amazing. in the same vein. Yeah. It's completely in the same vein. But there's this horror element to it, which Ooh. is really creepy. Like you should play it with headphones in. There's lots of yeah. 
it's just, it's creepy and it's clever and it really feels like your phone is no longer your phone and oh, that's I'm part so of in. the horror of is it. Is it out now? Yeah. Oh, what what is it called? Uh, it's called Simulacra um, and it's also on Steam, but you can get it on Android and iOS. Boom, it work on I'm Steam. Huh? I know, like, I think in the same way as like, just have the interface, it's, it's suppose, not quite as good as an immersive, I but they have, yeah. it, they have it, so it's like rectangular in the middle of the screen. I'm yeah. gonna check that out. Yeah, absolutely. It's really cool. Um, the second game is called Can't Drive This. And the idea of it is it's a local multiplayer game, a racer, yeah. but rather than you guys racing each other, one person lays the track and the other person's driving. Ooh. So imagine you're racing over this really big body of water yeah. and uh, one person has this bird's eye view from above, the other person's driving and in front of them is just like water and then suddenly a track appears and it's their mate laying like a thing. Okay. So you've got to go as far as you can without crashing. So you've are kind you trying of, to like build the track to save your friend? Yeah, or to you save them. Like, yeah. You've oh, got to work together. If, okay. if, if they flip off, then you lose gotcha. and it's, so it's completely mad yeah. and like really really fun and kooky and uh Ooh, i want to play that yeah that really really good. cool and that'll be coming um to early access what's well, on steam in early access and it'll be launching at some point soon awesome. and the third is witchwood which is a game um with this beautiful paper style art where you know like those old books that you would read as a kid and you could pull little levers inside of them and like oh paper cool would yeah, pop yeah, up. yeah yeah so kind of like that and you play as this old witch of the woods Ooh. um and she never she never normally really gets like a big shout out in stories you know she's the antagonist and she goes off and you never really see what she does yeah well you're playing <clears throat> as what she does. You're doing so you're her day like, to day. Like, you're doing her day to day. the post office. Exactly. A witch's day to day. A doing witch's day to day. And she goes down to the well, and basically it's a crafting game. So if you okay. really like resource management games, this is bang up your streets. Okay. Um, and you're basically going around on on, I guess, mini quests, you might come across a girl who's crying and there's a sort of fairy tale element. And you, can, and you curse her. And you, uh, you might meet a squirrel, curse him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mostly but, just. Rory, you need the things, the elements to curse them. Ah. So you need to go and gather up all the little, like the sticks and the dog. That's bat cool. wing and stuff and create all the and it's just it's beautiful are the people that you meet like Hansel and Gretel like recognisable people or are they just normal people um, the bit that I played they were just normal people but it okay. was a demo level okay. so I don't know how it will roll out in the main game it, it's, it'll launch later this year um, cool. and I kind of saw this vertical slice of it so yeah, there was just there was really really cool indie games this year, and um, GDC is definitely if you are interested in indie gaming in general, it's a really really great yeah. conference to check out because there's so much that comes out of it, so much creativity yeah. that you don't get at conferences like E3. E3, I love it, but it's a massive marketing machine. Like PRs go there with their slick shiny conferences and their message that they want to put out. Yeah. GDC is the beating heart of the games industry. It's where people go and say, what's next. What are we going to do? What are we excited for? Yeah. So, yeah, it was a really, really good show. I got a uh, big question here mm -hmm. relating to the Witch game. And I think on this podcast, we should ask big questions. Yeah. So this goes out to you and our audience. Do you think a Wh witch would brush using her broom? Because that's her mode of transport. Like you wouldn't sweep no. the floor with your Segway. Do you think she's got like a different broom? She has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a flying broom yeah. and a separate broom? Yeah, and maybe it serves as like her backup broom as well because she can always like... She's a got one, oh, like a retainer. Yeah, like exactly. Because Harry Harry P doesn't use his Nimbus or whatever it is to like. Sweep, no, he doesn't. Sweep shit. But he lives in modern times where they're we're past broom. Also, they he's don't probably need, got a Henry the Hoover. Yeah, but but also she doesn't need to. If you can do real magic, you just go. 
Blink it, it, blink it, 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 everything's fucking clean. Like, it's <laughs> very good point. It's a very lo- loose grasp around magic words. Yeah. Oh, blink sorry. <laughs> I don't know how magic really works. I'm starting to think we picked the wrong guy for this podcast. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good. Uh, what's next? Ah, it's a very good question. Um, Hello. Oh, Another you, form of magic. Yeah, you've been in a place oh, yeah. that was really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I went to Hawaii. Ooh. Um, to... Did you fly or just blink? <laughs> I went on my room. <laughs> Did you operate? Um, I, I went to Hawaii uh, for a holiday, but also I'm into this film called Jurassic Park, and they filmed a lot of it. In Hawaii, a so, lot of a lot of them as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I got to do. I went basically put my name down for as many Jurassic Park tours as uh, this place would go. But then it got. It almost was like you know that bit in The Simpsons where he goes to the all-you-can-eat fish buffet and they cut him off. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like when, Ma- when Marge's on the stands, like, what did you do when you? Uh, but then they cut you off the fish. Like we went fishing. <laughs> it's like what did you do when you run out of Jurassic Park tours? Like I we just drove around going, <laughs> started digging. No, I just found a website that was like, oh, this tiny bit of Jurassic Park was filmed in this tiny car park. I just we just drove around looking at things like that. I found the car park where uh, Nedry meets Dodson. Oh, that's um, good. I just it's not a place. It looks like they're at a restaurant, um, but it's not a restaurant. They just set up tables. They just set up tables in this car park in between Movie two shops. Movie magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you going to tell me the dinos aren't real. Um, but yeah, it, w- it was really good. I went to this ranch uh, that was where they filmed like the log scene, where they filmed like the bit where the um, Gallimimus are like flocking towards them and things like that. Like they, it's just there, you and you recognise it because it's from Jurassic Park. Yes, yeah. it was. Amazing. Do they do the thing where they put like big plastic dinosaurs in the place where? No, like... but because you can only go on this ranch if you book onto a tour, right? And they take you around, and they filmed a lot of stuff there as well. Like Lost was filmed there, uh, Kong Skull Island, and like all this different stuff over the years. So they take you through it. But then when you get to where the log is, it's obviously not the log from the film. But the woman who was on our tour took our photo, but then she also had like a little plastic dinosaur that she put into the shot. Oh. So it's like. It looks like the dinosaurs attacking us. That's quite that funny. Yeah. Like that, that was pretty good. Did you? Are you responding to the dinosaur? Are you like? Wah! Absolutely. I was so excited by it all that I just went along with everything. Oh. Like I was in the middle of doing like uh, their flock in this way video. Then some dude proposed to his girlfriend on the Jurassic Park tour in front of us. It was amazing. I managed to get a video of it. So I spoke to him afterwards. I was like, oh, I got a video of it. Awesome. And then we talked for ages. Then he invited us to the wedding. Oh, I was like, what? probably not going to go to the wedding. But that is cool. Just a, um, hey, random stranger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was interesting because we went to like- I would love it though if like he had tried to get someone to film him proposing. Yeah. And he like goes down on one knee and then <laughs> off camera you just hear, they're flocking this way! <laughs> and you like running in the background. So it like. wasn't far off becoming that, I tell you, because I got my phone out to do a, they're flocking this way joke. And then he went down on one knee. So that's why uh, I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, so lucky you happened out of your phone. I was like, yeah, lucky. <laughs> like, lucky you ruined my fucking joke. So does the video um, begin with you, like, looking no. down like that? And, and, and I just see your face. <laughs> hey, shut up, brother. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, but yeah that was pretty good and that'll be like when they're showing their grandkids and and this is how we got engaged in the year 2018 mom yeah. dad who's that man with the big beard at the beginning of the video <laughs> shouting we also did this uh, so we did like the Koloa uh, um, Ranch uh, tour if you're ever in Hawaii you absolutely have to go there because I was generally thinking about going back the next day um, because it was so good. Uh, but then we also went to a different island than Kauai, which is where a lot of Jurassic Park was actually filmed. And we did this tour, which is a helicopter that takes you to the, uh, to basically takes oh. you on the helicopter ride oh, that cool. they do at the beginning of Jurassic Park. That's very cool. And they land by those, the waterfall? uh, by the waterfalls. Oh my God. It was insane. And like the guy, because it also does a lot of other stuff as well, but it flies around and it shows you the island. So yeah. Jurassic Park is part of it, but then obviously it goes on. So there were people, there's six of us, seven of us in the helicopter, um, like one pilot and then six people uh, who paid to go. And at the beginning he was like, oh, anybody uh, Jurassic Park fans? And like people in the back were like, yeah, yeah, it's, pre it's pretty good. Because they obviously just there to go on the thing. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I, you I, in the back <laughs> as Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we were in the front and I was like, um, yeah, I, I, I love it. <laughs> and it's like you you're blasting to, the theme music yeah, on a boombox. You, you had to get on the mic to do it. So he was like, uh, anybody uh, Jurassic Park fans on you? And you could just hear like people in the back going, yeah, yeah. But I was like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we're coming down the, to the falls, he puts like, not the Jurassic Park theme. He puts one of the sad Jurassic Park things, oh. like one of the like big reveal oh, Jurassic yeah. Park theme, which is beautiful. I was like, properly crying. No. <laughs> um, and then you obviously see I was into it and he's like just reeling off all these awesome Jurassic Park stories. And he was like, oh, um, if you like Jurassic Park, do you want to, we don't usually go around there, but there's another ranch further over, which they don't really like us flying over it. But he was, I think this guy was a little bit cheeky because he was like, oh, I used to be in the Air Force and this is just fun for me now. He's like, there's nobody else around. It's like, we're not really meant to go within like 500 uh, feet of this place. He was like, nah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he, just, if he was real or not. And he was just, but you could just see that I was like, <laughs> um, but he took us down to where they filmed the the scene it was the very first scene in Jurassic Park as well they took us down to where they filmed the scene where the electric fence where they like gets blown off mm. oh uh, he cool. took us down to there and some of the electric fence is still there no, no way yeah. you, got, did you, get you should touch it that? you should lick uh, it <laughs> my girlfriend's got a video of, <laughs> I didn't know she was filming um, but she's got a video of like out of her filming the um, the fence and then I'm just looking at it and she just pans up and I'm just looking at him like oh, and I look like a child I'm so excited I'll send you the video because it's so stupid um, that is but, great yeah that was really good but it was funny though because like they filmed a lot of Lost um, on one of the islands we went on and if you speak to people about Jurassic Park they're kind of like yeah, Jurassic Park was filmed here. Well, whatever. They're like, they kind of don't want to talk to you about Jurassic Park. If you speak to them about Lost, because the Lost cast and crew were there for so long, oh, everyone's got a Lost story and they love oh, Lost. Okay, that makes but sense. But it's not really like advertised as like a big Lost thing. You can do a big Lost tour. Yeah. But because they literally filmed everywhere. Like, we were on one beach one day and I was like, I fucking really recognize this beach. I don't know why. And then I looked it up and it's like, where the, I don't know if you, have you guys watched Lost? Yeah. But you know where the statue with the four toes? Oh, like, no we were just way. on that beach. <laughs> I guess um, like maybe Lost, it probably did more for the community in yeah. terms of like- Money and stuff yeah, like that. Money yeah, money and revenue and tourism. Well, yeah, because Jurassic, we oh, were on- Jurassic Park. Yeah, because- weird. Jurassic Park wasn't even meant, to, we're on the Kualua Ranch where we went, which is uh, in Honolulu. 
the Jurassic Park wasn't even meant to film there. It was meant to all film on Kauai, but there was a hurricane. So oh. they ended up having to move like some bits and bobs. But so it was kind of some bits were filmed, some films were filmed there. But I guess loss is just there constantly. So everybody had a lost uh, story, which is really cool. Dale it feels like needs to go yeah. on holiday. Like, well, there. he's thinking about going for his honeymoon, um, ah. which is really good. So I'm going to give him some tips and stuff. Yeah, because absolutely. you can literally go on a website and it says like, go here. This is where this scene was done. This is where, and you get like they're only small scenes, some of them, but some of the because they were just doing stuff all the time. It was like the there's one where there's like there's a Dharma camp, uh, and that's still going. It's like a research that's camp. So cool. There were obviously not Dharma stuff, but <laughs> yeah. there's a research it's camp. Like what? There's just a research camp. So you go there and it's like holy shit, this just looks like the Dharma camp. So, oh wait, so they yeah. just went to a real life research camp yeah. and plastered over all the logos with Dharma initiative yeah. logos. And just put Dharma what? like the guy. There was one guy um, I met in a bar there who said. For ages, everything had a Dharma logo because they, <laughs> like the like location scouts would just go places and be like, right, we need to we need some, somewhere to be like a Dharma restaurant or something like that. It's like, yeah, we'll just use this restaurant. I'm like, right, sweet, stick some fucking peacock logos on it. It's like, yeah, that's the peacock base now. Um, <laughs> it's like when you know when you order a new Apple computer and you get those extra Apple stickers, stickers yeah. and you just walk around, and you're like, oh, just stick them on everything. Uh, it's an Apple chair now. Yep. Yeah. I have Apple hair rollers at yeah. home. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you're if you're into Jurassic Park or Lost, go to Hawaii. Um, That's a tall order. And if you're into yeah. sun, if you're, yeah, like although like we got some cool storms as well. Oh really? Like massive storms. It was awesome. Um, and we had this one hotel at one point that just looked out over all of the bay in Kauai, and there was a massive storm. We just sat on a balcony watching this crazy storm for ages, and then we were just sitting there going like. Should we go in the? Should we go in the pool? And we're like, okay. so we were just like in this abs- like mad lightning oh, storm, so cool. sitting in the jacuzzi, just watching oh, it. Good. Oh, that's pretty cool. God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. I was into it, into it a lot. There's um, one when I was in Spain uh, one time with me and my brother. There was a massive thunderstorm, and everyone had to get out of the swimming pool in case it was hit by lightning. And you would have just died, I guess. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, but we didn't. <laughs> but we didn't and that's how I got my powers yeah. <laughs> hey! it's my origin story and that's why I only have one that's brother right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay we played Dark Souls Remastered yesterday we did yeah we did yesterday or day before day before no it was yesterday holy shit no, it was the day before. The day before. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, what a roller coaster! Yeah. Um, that actually doesn't matter because people will be listening to this like in the weeks to come. So there, that's true. Yeah. So there was an event like last week, but obviously I was on holiday. Yes. Um, so we managed to get there was an embargo for the game at three o'clock, and we got to play at half past eleven in the morning because we were having loads of trouble and stuff. But yeah, if you go to the Prepare Try YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Prepare Try, you can see us play it. Go back to the beginning of Dark Souls mm-hmm. uh, and play and remastered. I mean, I'm not the best person to go into like texture analysis yeah. and things the, like that. I don't think our video was the best video to do that <laughs> either. Uh, but there were there were loads of videos that did like side by side comparisons and stuff. Yeah. I think that's when you really see a difference. Yeah. Um, I think like I saw some people people getting disappointed because they were thinking it was more of like a remake than a remaster. Yeah, yeah. Because it looks great and the 60 frames per second thing feels great. Um, yeah. But it's still just like this the same game, you know? Mm. It's not like the, it's yeah. not like, you know, when they have some YouTubers like, put yeah. Mario 64 into the Unreal Engine yeah, and it looks yeah, yeah, mind-blowing. Yeah. It's, well, the, it's the same game. I think as well, maybe a lot of people who watch Prepare to Try, we've just done the Shadow of the Colossus remaster. No, yeah. remake. Remake, yeah. Um, 
but which obviously is amazing because it looks stunning. That yeah. is one of the prettiest games uh, on PlayStation. But this isn't that. It's not. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, is a remaster. I know it's harder for us as well because we played it through originally on PC. Yeah, and we actually did the. There was like a fix that like yeah. did graphic improvements, like a naughty mod. Oh, so it actually yeah. didn't look that different. I mean, it didn't look great. Like a lot of the main differences you'll see in this one is like the fire isn't just a shitty glow now it's yeah, actual yeah. fire okay. like ivory on the side of buildings will like move in the wind like little touches like that that yeah. are really nice little details mm -hmm. rather than you know it just is like a complete remake yeah, yeah. Um, but it looks good it feels good I think the 60 frames per second is the biggest difference you'll see yeah I think it's one of those things like if you've never played it um and you've got a PS4 now. Like this, that's the best way to play it. And it's gonna—I can't wait to play it on Switch to see what that's like. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm really excited um, about. Because obviously that looks great, but if you could get that or close to that quality on a Switch, on a Switch, yeah. oh, oh, now we're talking. We'll be unstoppable. Yeah, you could play Dark Souls anywhere, anywhere, bathroom. Where's all the weird places you could play it? Anywhere, um, anywhere, bathroom, <laughs> bathroom, <laughs> Jurassic Elevators. Park helicopter, <laughs> GDC, yeah, GDC, <laughs> all the places. Um, but yeah, I, I guess like that's as again like we're not the best people. I think we say this in the video as well. We're just like yeah. we're not like digital foundry or something like that. We're not going to pour apart how it looks and things. But I mean, for us, it's just exciting to go back to it and it looks slightly better. Yeah, and if you're looking for an excuse, I think to play Dark Souls again, this is a pretty good one. Yeah, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those things you know, where people are maybe expecting more than is actually there, and that's like a big thing in. Um, not in, I guess in editorial as well, where like a lot of people review the thing that they think it should have been rather mm. than the thing that the, it is. The actual product, yeah. Um, but I, I kind of remember that as well. I remember um, it was when the, I think it was like the Super Mario 25th anniversary, they released like the Mario collection and it's basically just all stars. Um, I was like, fucking just stick world on it as well. Like yeah. they're, all, they're all like 18 kilobytes or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> just stick them all onto, <laughs> Onto the onto the Wii disc because I remember it came out and everyone, like we had a big conversation about it on official Nintendo magazine because it was like these are amazing games like Super Mario Brothers three is like one of the best Mario games ever made some people say the best Mario game it's not well it's nice. um but it, it's that thing was like can you review do you review that or do you review what you think it should have been yeah um, I don't know that's why we're not reviewing I'm it. I'm glad I don't have to review stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds hard. I really think I'm it. just going to play it and fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> and buy the fire. Circles, yeah. Fire, fire is good. good. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, kind of the jokes we make in the video. We'll be like, oh, it does look good. It's, it's like, what it looked like before. It's like, couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> not as good as this, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, unless it's running side by side, I'm not going to go, oh, that bit didn't look like that. Um... I made loads of stuff up. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure you couldn't see that in the original. And Cooper's, <laughs> Cooper's like, probably, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe just not as clear. I don't know. Yeah. One thing we are clear about, though, is how great Keyword Countdown is. If you don't know what Keyword Countdown is, IMDb categorized their films by a bunch of crazy keywords. What I've done, or what a man who I can't remember his name and I don't have my phone, so I can't even check, has done. I'm really sorry. You've done this before. Uh, you've done one for us before, and it was really good. 
uh, I will give you a shout out in the written thing of the article. So you will name which will everyone be, reads. Yeah, your, your <laughs> name will be on. I'll put it in the iTunes thing as well. So your name will oh, be that's everywhere, good. everywhere, nice. immortalized. Uh, what he's done is taken five films uh, with ten keywords apiece. And you guys have to guess what those films are and what the link between the films are as well. And it's a really good link. Um, and he's also even put a tiebreaker one in it as well. Oh, so wow. Sixth mm, round if you want to go for it as well. Wow. Um, and these are all pretty good. I think they were all released before you were born. Um, <laughs> no. Three of them. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Film number one. Los Angeles, California. Mm. Medal of Honor. Hmm. <laughs> Boyfriend girlfriend relationship. Forrest Gump. Good, quite, good guess. No, that's a good guess. Photo booth. Hmm. Wearing sunglasses to hide black eye. Hmm. Black eye. That's a great clue. That. Right, is it? I was just thinking that's a really good clue. Car as a gift. Car. Three-word title. Mm. I'm losing it. Yeah. 1980s. Martial arts master. Medal of Honor, martial arts. The hell is this? This sounds awesome. Los Angeles, California. Medal of Honor. Boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Photo booth. Wearing sunglasses to hide black eye. Halloween party, car as a gift. You didn't say Halloween party. You didn't Halloween say party Halloween the first party. Time. There you, go, you got that. I mean, so no, no, no. <laughs> Halloween party, car as a gift. Karate Kid. Yeah. God oh! damn it. How did I not get that earlier? Well done. People are going to be screaming. Well, that's the thing, though. That's the thing you've got to remember is one. even if, if you don't get yeah. them, it's better for the people at home if you don't get yeah, them. If true. you get them fucking first or second go, shite, isn't it? It is, yeah. Here we go. I mean, that's why I don't. That's why we don't. Yeah, do that's it. why we don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Independent film. Father-son relationship. Oh, the road. Bare-chested male. Mm. Mistaken for being gay. Woman wearing a towel. Masturbation reference. Mm. Um. Adult actor playing teenage boy. That's brilliant. What the hell? I was going to guess something. And well, no gonna... wonder if there's masturbation references. In there. Uh, American Beauty? Basketball team. Not American Beauty. Is it basketball in American Beauty? Uh, what's the cheerleader cheering? Basketball, right? <laughs> Full moon. Team American Wolf. American yeah. Well done. Wait. Did Team Wolf get it or American Blur? No, <laughs> American Blur. Team I think Wolf. it was Team Wolf. Okay. <laughs> uh, ah, the, yes. The last clue, Howlin'. Oh, okay. There you go. Well done. Two Thank guesses, you. three points. Who's who's wrongfully accused of being gay in Team Wolf? I, don't I haven't know. seen that movie in ages. Yeah, I really don't know. All I remember is him at one point biting into a beer with his fangs and exploding everywhere. And just Everyone thinking, loved it. This is the best movie ever. Yeah. I used to like uh, when he went on the top of Styles' van to surf in USA. That yeah. was the best bit. Doing backflips yeah. on the van. Oh, so good. And his dad sees him and his dad's like, 
I saw you while you were doing it. Like, don't do that. I know you're a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. So like you're a wolf as well, you dickhead. <laughs> Shut up. Here we go. Ooh, brilliant first clue. Mixed caps in title. Ooh. What? Like, I mean, something's like capitalized midword. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Near automata. Yeah. iRobot. Father son relationship. No, shit. Graphic violence. <laughs> Boy who's a wolf. <laughs> Sorry, no, wrong one. <laughs> Investigation. Hmm. Main character dies. <laughs> TV newscaster. Media spoof. What? This is so hard. These are hard ones. Really These hard. are quite hard. Superhero. Um, oh, fucking Hancock. No. Damn it. <laughs> Automatic pistol. Um... Cop. Oh, what's that goddamn one? Final clue. Uh, Robotics. Oh, I feel like I'm going to know this. Robotics? I feel like I'm going to know it and I won't know it. Mixed caps in title. Graphic violence. Investigation. Main character dies. TV newscaster. Media spoof. Superhero. Automatic pistol. Cop. Robotics. Oh, what is this? Kick myself. Robocop. Oh my god. My god. Cop <laughs> robotics. <laughs> robotics cops. <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> god damn it. That was that was bad. That was on me. Central Park, Manhattan, New York City. Uh Oliver and Company. God, this one's hard. Spider Man Se- 2. Scene, bef- scene before opening credits. Yes. Spider Man Homecoming would have been a really good cult yeah. film. Hmm. Based on novel. Sex standing up. Writer's block. Stockbroker. Wolf of Wall Street? No. That's based on a book. I know it's not right, but I'm just saying. Probably probably has sex standing up in it as well. I'm nervous. Experimental drug. Oh, uh, Limitless. Yes. Well done, Powers. Well done. like that movie. Good, very good. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. It's all right. Rapid Learning, one word title. So that's three guesses and six points, Powers. It's basically a movie about the grind. If you had a pill that made you really good at the grind. Oh, I'd like that. That's all he does is take these grind pills. Final one. Title spoken by character. Cool. Character name in title. <laughs> character name in title. New York City. Die Hard. <laughs> Dear Die that Hard. Classic. <laughs> you rock. Classic character die. Driving a car. Gas station. What is this? Title name in... In our character name and titles thrown me. Disposing of a dead body. Dark hero. Oh, Hitman. Let's go. Go on. Coming out of retirement. Oh, take it. No. Um. 
professional hit. I don't think he's called Taken. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just Mr. Taken. Uh, I think you'll find he's called Two. Doctor <laughs> Taken. taken. Two. <laughs> final, final clue. Death of Dog. Oh, oh, John oh, Wick. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Alicia. I'm sorry. <laughs> one one that I knew. Well done. So, Powers, you got four guesses and seven points. Unless you didn't get any. I mean, points. literally, so out of all of those films, I've only seen John Wick. Yeah. Four guesses and seven points is almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually impressive. Uh, do you guys know what the God. link is? I mean, no not clue, even seen no. half the movies, so no. All movies had slash or have in the works a TV spin-off. Really? Really? Yeah, Limitless Cut. has a TV spin-off? Yeah, Limitless has been going for a while. It might yeah. even have been finished now. That's yeah. a really yeah. good uh, Robocop, link. Teen Wolf, Cobra Kai, and The Continental, which is apparently based on John Wick, which I didn't even know. To be fair, Cobra Kai is not a TV show. It is a YouTube Red series. That's, so. That counts. That counts as a spin-off. Well done, everyone. Well done. That was, that was whoever good. you were, Mysterious Stranger. Yeah. Those were very difficult and very good. Sweet. Let's have some feedback. Who's first? Uh, it is moi. Good. Saying, uh, <clears throat> all right. My worst gaming memory was when I played Final Fantasy VII and put hours into it onto the third disc. Anyways, I, t- I oh, really... So, so I think last week we put a shout out for people to write in with their worst gaming memories. Nice. I, I really like the fact how this particular person is clearly writing as they talk. I've got right. a real sense of their character. <laughs> Anyways, I took my memory card to my mate's house with my LMA manager save on as that's all we played oh. together. Fast forward a few too many hours later, I go home to realize I took his memory card by mistake. No biggie, he only lived a few doors away, so I went back and handed him the memory card to his embarrassed face. He didn't recognize the saves in what he thought was his memory card and deleted my hours and hours (gasps) worth of Final Fantasy saves. He's put a crying face emoji at this point. Obviously I took the moral high ground, ran back home and deleted all of his LMA saves. 20 years later and it still hurts. Cheers, Ryan. P.S. Finally watched The Prestige after hearing so much about it over time on this podcast. Unreal. Yeah, Ace. It is unreal. It is good. That is horrible. That's really I forgot like oh, how man. big a deal memory cards were. Yeah. Like I forgot that was a thing. Like I had yeah. data wiped by friends and stuff by accident. Oh yeah. God. Or like, did you guys ever, <clears throat> I remember my brother uh, started a new game over my Pokemon Reds oh. and I'd like, I had like 148 on my Pokedex. Yeah. And, oh, I had someone do so that to sad. my blue, it was horrible. Just <sighs> horrible. I lost a memory card. What was the name? There was this amazing Pokemon RPG on the GameCube. What was that called? I have no idea. That was amazing. It's like, what was it called? It's not. It wasn't like a Pokemon canon game, but it was Pokemon something. I remember it was called. It was so good. It's one of my favorite games. Pokemon but Go. Never, but I never finished it because I put so many hours into it and then lost the memory card. Oh. And then God. I found a memory card that it should have had that save on it, and it was it wasn't on there. Um, Sounds like someone accidentally deleted it. Yeah. Didn't want to tell you. But it only could have been card. me. I loved that game so much. Um, but I also have another thing. It's like memory card related, where my friend's parents bought him a PlayStation with Resident Evil, but didn't realize that you had to get a memory card. So like every night we would start Resident Evil from the start. Like, it took us ages to finish it, but. Did you actually finish it in one sitting? Well, yeah, you can you can finish Resi in like 90 minutes. Um, okay. To be fair, yeah, yeah, similar story. I remember when I got my Nintendo 64, like it's weird you didn't realize all this drama when you were a kid, but essentially yeah. like it wasn't powerful enough to handle yes. those yeah, games yeah, and yeah. had to have that like, exp- 
expansion yeah. like brick plugged into the heart of it essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. to like make it able to process games uh, but there was a couple games where it just meant I couldn't save any data yeah so what we would do is we would start the game on like a Friday after school yeah and then you just have to leave the N64 running yeah. all weekend like you'd play until the night leave it running overnight start again in the morning yeah. that's the only way you could ever progress in games because your parents have a look at their energy bill and be like why is it I don't know how much spikes? energy an N64 is taking up hopefully. yeah that's true but um, I, I, I remember Dave like my mate like I remember him I remember him having the argument with his mum being like please can I remember her? like all, I can't play all these games because I've got nothing to save them to. Yeah. So I'm starting there like, ah, it's just a, you don't know what you're talking about, kid. You don't need that. And just like, no, you literally need it. Like you actually need it. Otherwise you're starting the game from scratch constantly. Um, the, the things shit. that like- but They were like 30 quid, man. Like if you've already spent, I think- uh, Is that how much they were? Yeah, I think a, I think a, um, a PlayStation was like 150 quid when, we were, when it first came out. And then memory cards were like 20, 30 quid on top of that as wow. well. Wow. Like, okay, I mean, that is you, a big percentage. How would you, how would you say that to, um, how would you explain that to parents? Like, I remember when I worked at Toys R Us, having to explain that to parents as well. Like when they come in, they'd be like, okay, well, because um, on the, PlayStation 2, you could play DVDs, but you needed a memory card. On Xbox, you didn't need a memory card, unless you wanted to transfer your saves, but you needed a DVD um, thing. Oh, so right. it's like, uh, Toys R Us, if you sold a console with one of the, and then managed to sell one of those as well, you got two pound for every sale. Really? So, yeah, because but these things that people need, but it's like a upselling thing. Right, they make right. so much money. It's because they make so much money on the memory cards and the DVD, right. whatever it was, controller for the Xbox. It, it is crazy that they didn't include just by default a memory card with yeah. the, like, that's mad. It's yeah. bizarre, isn't it? Like, think about it nowadays. Yeah. You get, like, built-in 500 gigabytes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and even that's <laughs> not enough. You're like, yeah. that seems yeah. really jammy. You're like, give me a nuts. terabyte or nothing. Uh, I'm next up. I got an email here from a guy called Ben Jack. Awesome. That's a sweet name combo. He says, hi guys, Ben Jack here. Uh, just thought I would drop an email in to get something off my chest that happened all the way back in December of 1995. Oh wow, he's been carrying this Ooh. around for a while. Do the harp noise in there. It was just before Christmas and my mum was at work when my dad called me in uh, into the front room. When I walked in, he said to me, if you tell your mum, I will bloody kill you. Where I'm do you think this is going? <laughs> yeah, I, I was what? like, I missed out the beginning. Or was this? Yeah, just, I think his dad's about to show him something okay. that he shouldn't see before uh, Christmas, see. not just Jesus. a body or What's something. he showing him? <laughs> to my extreme joy, oh, all right, good. taking a positive turn here. Well, you don't know. He pulled out a PlayStation. <gasps> what followed was about two hours of joy playing on my Christmas present. Then it got put away. So the next day, both my mom and dad uh, were at work when I decided to call my best friend Martin over to check out my new PlayStation. No sooner had I hooked it up, did my mum walk in and catch us both red-handed. No. Martin got sent home, obviously, uh, and my mum was bloody fuming. She said, I'm not going to tell your dad as it will ruin Christmas. Nice. So on Christmas day, uh, Ben says he had to sit there and open his present with his mum containing her rage and my dad in awe at my incredible acting skills. Uh, they still don't know what happened. Jesus. So it's quite funny. It seems like the dad showed the present early yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the mum thought it was going to ruin Christmas. Yeah, and like the kid took the rap yeah. from the mum. 
That's well done, Ben Jack. Well done. I uh, remember when I was a kid, I was like seven years old, and my mum showed me that she'd got my dad Tomb Raider Last Revelation, and I was so excited because yeah. I always used to watch my dad playing Tomb Raider, and it was the best thing ever. And I'd hear like the PlayStation booting up, and I'd run downstairs and be like, oh, it's Tomb Raider time. And I was so excited they had Tomb Raider Last Revelation. I go into the room where he sat, and I like sit on the couch, and I'm like, Dad. You've got Tomb Raider Last Revelation. And I expect You him, told him. And I expect him to be really excited because I'm like, oh, this is the thing that we do together. And he's just like, his face just falls. And he's like, Alicia, why did you tell me? And like, you know that feeling where you're like, oh, I've done a terrible thing. And I have to go back into the kitchen. I'm like, Mom, what would you say oh. if I told Dad what his present was? She's like, she puts down the knife where she's chopping vegetables. She's like, Alicia, you didn't. And I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't. And then just like leave the room and just hope they're not going to talk to each other. And like, <laughs> yeah, they talk to each other. Also, <laughs> oh, I, it was painful. The thing is, I don't think you've ever done, you've probably never done anything. I can't imagine you doing anything with any kind of malice or anything like that. So you've just gone in with this giant Alicia smile on your face being like, <laughs> yay, loveliness. See <laughs> Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, still, still hurts. That hurt me. <laughs> okay, we got one from Pedro Santos. Is this the Pedro Santos who did those awesome pictures of us? I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to mention it. Oh, yeah, if you go at um, Pedro underscore I-L-U-S-T-R-A, uh, he does some mad pictures of me, Powers, and Krupa looking like we're in, like... It looks like, you know Disney's Atlantis? Yes. Like, late Disney before they went to Pixar, and it was, like, the shit ones, but it still looked amazing. Uh, it looked, we look like that, which is yeah, really good. like cool Bloodborne characters. Yeah, yeah. Very good artist. Uh, you've you started highlighting and then you stopped. You just mean you want me to read it all? Yeah, just read it all. Okay, sweet. Because uh, <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't um, want to use the ink. Hello, boys and girl. My name is Pedro Santos, and when you talked about bad gaming-related memories, I knew I finally had to write in. When I was about six years old, I got my first video game, the best platform of all times. Uh, Super Nintendo. Mm. Despite theoretically only being allowed to play on the weekends. Well, I understand now my parents wanted to have some sexy time. So is that they were having sexy time while he was playing on his SNES, I suppose. Um, I played so much Super Mario World, it was the only cartridge I had that my thumbs eventually got locked on a button pressing position, meaning <laughs> I couldn't get them straight anymore. Well, like, now? What? That- Obviously, when my mother noticed that she gave me an earful and took <laughs> me to got a claw hand. Yeah, and took me to the doctor I had to go through physiotherapy which is basically forcefully straightening and bending my fingers uh. under warm water until this day my left thumb has two stages of movement where it will lock mid-bending straighten and make a loud bone crackling noise oh my God. before it can complete his movement and every time I see a turtle I go into a mad fury <laughs> and smash it that's insane that's cr- I've never heard of that before the closest thing I've got to that is when I first got my N64 uh, with a Mario Kart mm. and I played it for so long non-stop that I had the um, the A from the A button imprinted nice. in my thumb Jesus. for hours afterwards because you're just holding it down the whole time, tapping it, holding it down. It's just imprinted in my thumb. I have a question for Pedro. Yeah. How much sexy time did his parents have for him to play Mario that much that his thumb locks? Yeah, if he's getting Machine. locked fingers, yeah, God knows what yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. Like, that is, I, I think like, I'm trying to think of like bad gaming memories, something like that, but I, I can't think of any, like, I've got more like just sad gaming memories. As I remember just, like, just being so, I think I might have told this on the podcast before, but, just, but I remember 
when I had my GameCube was in between my first and second year of uni and just being so poor that what we would do is that we just didn't have any money, barely had any money for food. Um, Dale, add some violins. <laughs> uh, or booze. So what we would do is we were just playing uh, Mario Kart Double Dash and Resident Evil 4. And what we would do is go buy a bottle of sherry, which is like £3.20 each, me and my uh, flatmate, um, David. And we'd be sitting, we basically, this is what we would do is like, he had a job, I had a job. And then we come back from the jobs we were doing, sit, because we couldn't do anything else, we didn't have money to do anything else. We would sit there in a flat that had loads of students. It was like a nine bedroom flat that our friend let us stay in over the summer for free. And they had loads of students staying in the in the year that left all their food in the freezer. So we basically <laughs> would just go through all the food that these students we didn't even know had left. That was the only food that we had. How by, poor were you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> pretty poor. Then buying three pound bottles of sherry. Um, and what we would do every single night is drink a bottle of sherry and play Double Dash and Resident Evil 4. And then once we would complete Double Dash, once we just do every single um, uh, race, delete the save on the memory card and just start again. <laughs> just all summer. That's all we did. Uh, the it's good like, old days. Yeah. It's like that Greek myth of the guy pushing the boulder up the hill only yeah. for it to roll back down again. But self-inflicted. I'm pretty sure we even deleted the memory card, the save for Resident Evil 4 at one point. You can blast well, through that game as well pretty yeah. quick. It is a uh, great game. Yeah, but yeah. That's... I'm enjoying these. Please, guys, keep yeah, sending yeah, in yeah. your sad giving uh, moments. They're bad giving moments, not sad. A bad. Either yeah, one yeah. is fine. Uh, IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Ooh. Absolutely, yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.